Good evening, Sith brothers and sisters, my fellow Sith purebloods, cultists, rebel scum on the run, most importantly, Star Wars fans, welcome to my life on Exegol. It is my little Star Wars podcast where we talk about things that I've bought, things that I'm looking at. And going over and reviewing things that I've read within the Star Wars universe. So glad you guys could join me this evening. So I wanted to first apologize. It's been a couple weeks since my last episode. Uh, Life's just been really chaotic lately. I've had a lot going on at work with just training and just everything in general. So... I started to record this a couple weeks ago, and then I just really haven't had very much time to do a whole lot of reading, so kind of figured I was going to go in a different direction this week. Uh, The comic review at the end will be a little short because I kind of have not finished Volume 3, so... Just going to kind of bulk it in a little bit here and talk about... I have made a purchase within the last couple weeks. So, one place that I've heard talked about that I've never really been on and purchased from before is Mercari. And I've been kind of going on and on and on a little bit about Darth Revan. And looking at some of his stuff, but his stuff's kind of expensive. And I finally just happened to browse. I think I Google searched and his Darth Revan Funko Pop came up on Mercari. First sale, $40, free shipping in a pop protector. And I about fell over. I just couldn't believe it because his, his stuff, let alone his Darth stuff in general is a little more expensive than his Jedi Knight stuff. And ultimately, that's really, if I was going to get a Revan Funko Pop, the Darth one, of course, is going to be the one that I'm going to get. So he is inevitable standing guard in front of my TV right now until I reorganize and get some stuff straight. So, Revan has finally entered the building. Uh, Let's see. Seeing a whole lot of coming up on May the 4th and Star Wars Celebration time. Couple of really neat Funko Pops coming out that I'm looking at. The big one. So... With my purchase on Mercari now, I'm starting to get notifications for a couple other Funkos I've looked at. One of them being Darth Malik, of course. Not quite sure he's worth as much as Revan, but I know he doesn't have a... He has, shall we say, fewer things than Revan does. Uh, I just don't necessarily think he's... Last I checked, I know he was going for about 30 on Amazon, but I think initially, towards the beginning of the year, he was going for about 20 so... We're watching Malik right now, but uh, Babu Frick is another one that I've been looking at. 
And lo and behold, in my online travels this week, I just happened to see that coming out mid-May is a super-sized Babu Frick Funko Pop. So, of course, I'm not going to go after the small one. We're going to go after the big one. Even though, essentially, it will be the same as having my quote-unquote plush Babu Frick. We'll just have him in Funko form. He is one of my favorite new Star Wars characters. Probably going to say something a little controversial, but I actually like Babu Frick a little more than Baby Yoda, personally. Um... I just, I like that his character was different, and he's one of the few, how shall we say it, non-Sith characters that I actually genuinely enjoy. So, we're probably going to go after him when he comes out, and on, let's see, Facebook getting a lot of advertising for Galaxy Con, which is going on next month. And one of the marquee sessions that I've been patiently watching and debating is Papa Palpatine himself, Mr. Ian McDarmid, is going to be on there. And his Funko Pop signatures uh, slots are all sold out. You can go after... You've got signed pictures and signed posters as well as sending your own stuff in. So stuff's ranging anywhere from $125 up towards $200 depending on what you add on there. Like if you want a character name, a quote, a certificate of authenticity... Um, personally, just looking at and comparing the prices, which was something I actually was talking to somebody about the other day. Um, a couple weeks ago, of course, I was propositioned for an episode nine poster, which I weighed heavily on. But if I were to send something of mine in to get Palpatine himself to sign it, that's starting at $140, which is Ultimately, folks, no different than me purchasing something from them and getting it signed. So, if I were to go after anything, it would be the Episode 9 poster with name and a quote, probably. But the kick is, is it's like $200. Um... Wasn't necessarily, and I think I mentioned this when we were talking about it a couple weeks ago, poster's not really on my radar right now. I'm I'm content with what I have on my walls. Um, I do have a Force Awakens Kylo thing, and of course I do have the Last Jedi Kylo poster. Actually, I take that back. I have two Force Awakens Kylo posters, and I have the... IMAX mini poster from The Rise of Skywalker, which I, because I saw it so many times, I got to cash in my points towards a mini Episode Nine poster, which ultimately was, if you went the three different weeks and collected the three different tickets from Regal Theaters, those three tickets combined make this mini poster that I got. Still really neat. 
Uh, and it's something that it would definitely be a little easier to frame just because I also have all my tickets. <laughs> uh, one of them is Ray. This, uh, the other one is, uh, the new Sith Troopers and Kylo's on the other ticket. So as much as I really want to go after Palpatine, that's just definitely an unnecessary expense for me to consider. Plus, Still patiently waiting for my tattoo artist to come back, which hopefully should be any week now. Kind of just trying to hold off and focus on ultimately the tattoos, what's more important for me right now. So, uh, that's just, that's, I knew Palpatine was probably going to run that in person anyway, but to not be able to actually meet him in person, which I think ultimately would be, the more rewarding thing, I'd do a picture over getting a signature necessarily if I had to. Um, not that I wouldn't, not that I don't have stuff for him to sign, but I just, yeah, it's just, it's an unnecessary expense. Um, trying to think, what else have we been looking at this week? I think that's everything, honestly. Um, Yeah, I think that's everything, folks. So, I'm going to start and jump into this beginning of the comic review. We're going to be going over uh, Epic Collection Volume 3 of 3 right now of The Clone Wars. So... To give you a little mini debrief on these epic collections, I've said it in previous episodes when we started going over these. There is currently three volumes out right now, soon to be a fourth, which comes out sometime, I believe, this fall. Um, They are almost entirely Legends, a.k.a. non-canon, so... When I start jumping into these, if it seems a little discombobulated and all over the place, that unfortunately is how these epic collections are built. Unless you are reading a series in them, you are not, you're going to be coming across a lot of individual episodes. So this particular volume that we're going to start reviewing it mentions that it takes place between episodes 2 and 3 it has in it uh republic issues 68 to 73 it's got uh the star wars general grievous series 1 through 4 free comic book ah, free comic book day 2006 in it star wars obsession 1 through 5 Let's see. Star Wars Visionaries and Star Wars Tales 17. So, I really, really love this one because this one where, unfortunately, my review is going to cut off at uh, the Grievous series, which I started reading. Grievous has been one of those favorite underrated villains for me just because... He's not your typical Jedi or Sith. He is technically neutral partied, if more uh, 
droid for hire. Uh, he is very artfully skilled. He's powerful. Um, but I think ultimately the one thing that really attracts me to Grievous in the story is the backstory and his character really getting fleshed out and what made him General Grievous, which I think we touched on when I reviewed the Grievous series right before my break in November. So I definitely am going to get us going with this here. So starting out, it starts out two years into the Clone Wars. Asajj Ventress is now in the picture as Dooku's apprentice. And, of course, her whole thing, she blames the Jedi for the loss of her master. And Dooku has been keeping his eyes on Quinlan Voss, who, of course, has managed to infiltrate his camp and is trying to discover the identity of Dooku's boss, a.k.a. Darth Sidious. So, there is this poison named Hexa 1138 on the ground uh, in epic proportions. There is a crashing enemy ship, Jedi Rai Ki N apparently has been down on the ground trying to get intel for three days. Uh, the locals have been stripping the the wreck for trophies or parts, including trying to seek this SIP device. Now, there is... This Jedi Raiki N is apparently spotted and captured near the Rakata Temple. And Commander Bly is assigned to Ayla Sakura to help retrieve this SIP device from this crash ship. So they bump into Quinlan Voss. Bly ends up requesting to shoot him. And Ayla denies. So for those of you under a rock, Ayla Sakura just happens to be Quinlan Voss's Padawan. So their connection is very strong. There's a lot of feelings there. Uh, Bly is actually caught off guard and surprised by his unwillingness to listen to Ayla's orders. This is kind of the first time that's happened to him. Quinlan Voss ends up coming forward and saying he actually wants to help her get the SIP device and wants to tell Dooku that he was too late. However, <laughs> he asks Ayla for this device to keep it in order to keep Dooku's trust. And he takes Commander Bly out, ends up knocking him unconscious, and... Ayla and Voss get into a little bit of a fight. Bly gets a shot in through, let's see. Bly ends up shooting Voss through the shoulder. Voss ends up escaping on his ship, the Scorpion. Ayla ends up going to talk to Yoda via hollow. 
and tells Yoda she just she still holds hope for Quinlan. This is kind of a ongoing theme that you see in the Clone Wars. Just this lingering hope. Uh, there, there's still good in Quinlan that he could have killed her, but he didn't. So Yoda accepts this from her for now and ends up going to, I guess, assign her on this next mission. So this is where we're going to cut off for this week just to keep it short for right now. The next section starts off with the General Grievous series, which I'm kind of in the still in the middle of reading. So just wanted to jump on, record a quick episode this week. I definitely, of course, am always appreciative of your questions, comments, concerns. I'm trying to look at and work on getting a interactive way for me to get in contact with you guys, whether that's setting up a fan page or an email address that way you guys can write in so be patient with me that's another thing I'm trying to work on hopefully in the next couple weeks as soon as I get that going I'll let you guys know as always don't hesitate to look me up on Instagram or Twitter Southpaw Sith Facebook Holly Garland I will mention if you find me on Facebook please shoot me a message let me know when you send me a request how you found me so I know, hey, you're a listener. As always, appreciate all of your guys' support. Thank you so, so much for joining me. And until next time, may the Force be with all of you.